Hi, this is Lenny Kaiser, Senior Editor of ClearanceJobs.com. Welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Podcast. Today, we're joined by Kimberly Berlin, owner of Compassionate Beginnings, a private integrated therapy practice in Leesburg, Virginia. Her work focuses primarily on national security cases, including the evaluation of security clearance holders. She recently wrote an article for Clearance Jobs about how millennials are upending traditional security assumptions. She joins us to talk more about that article. What advice do you get for that college student who has had some limited drug use in the past and then Ooh. now wants to mitigate that? Is Are there times when the drug use is too recent to really consider seriously applying for a government job? Or if they're still going to apply, how can they kind of show that, that that's behind them? Sure. And, and that's an excellent question because um, it's a double-edged sword. On the one hand, you know, it, marijuana still remains a Schedule One drug. However, many states have legalized it or decriminalized it. So when you have a generation like this that has grown up with legalization, medical marijuana, or you know, or, or decriminalization, the, the the message is very mixed. To give an example of the extreme of this is, uh, it, I had one security clearance that I conducted on a millennial who literally was a rocket scientist. And she had graduated with a master's from MIT. During the course of her college years, her bachelor's in aerospace engineering, she had and could remember and state with certainty the exact four times that she smoked marijuana. She was being denied a security clearance because she did admit to having smoked it four times. When I broke it down and asked her how much you know, did you ingest? How much did you inhale? How many puffs? We got it down to puffs. She literally, he had only taken a puff of a joint each time. That's four puffs. That's nanograms. And, you know, so what happens is, and this is the other part of the this double-edged sword, what happens is, is when we're presented with the EQIP or the SF-86, we answer the question, but the reality of our situation cannot be captured appropriately. There's no place to say, I only took four puffs, and if I calculated it, it would be two nanograms of marijuana, right? There's no place to put that. So what inevitably happens is we answer truthfully, and then we get rejected. And it's at that point, even if our, 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 you know, our engagement with a substance was five or ten years ago, we're going to get rejected. We're going to get hit on that one, dinged for sure. So there's really no other choice but then to proceed with having, you know, someone do an evaluation to point out to the government, sorry, but, you know, there's, there's another story behind this. If that makes sense, that's really important to understand because when you're coming down to minute amounts of a substance that was experimented with, A, you, you, you know, you're not able to tell the whole story. B, you do not want to lie because if you're caught, that's it. You'll never work in government again. So you have to tell the truth. You have to report it. But again, is, is really the total amount of less than one-third or one-tenth of a gram enough to ding you? Well, unfortunately, yes, because our policies and our systems for, you know, for the clearances haven't caught up with the laws. So we're really in the, in the sixes and the nines here. Having said that, if one has recently 
used. Whether one had a, you know, has gone to a party at Christmas time, for instance, and here we are in the middle of the summer, and we engaged in smoking marijuana, that's a little tight because we are going to have to say that within the past six or eight months, we did engage in using an illicit drug. And that is a red flag, a real red flag. However, we don't want to, again, lie about it, but we do need to be able to say, yes, but it, I did that uh, over Christmas, but the last time I used was seven years ago. If we have this one shot or one off, right, we can at least present that this was a one off and it won't ever happen again. And here's how and why it won't happen again. I recognize I have a problem or I recognize that I, er I made an error. And I made the error because I had one too many beers and I kind of dropped my defenses. So I'm going to really pay attention from now on. And actually, I'm just going to, you know, um, commit myself to total sobriety for the next five years. And if we do that, then we really are in many ways showing, um, you know, a, a government authority that we're serious. We're serious. We recognize the issue. Sorry, I made a mistake, but I'm willing to turn it around. If, for instance, mm -hmm. we've had a DUI within like, like a year or two and we haven't taken the appropriate steps to engage in sobriety, and that means abstinence, that also is going to be tricky. But if we have had a DUI and we say, yes, not only did I get a DUI, but I quit drinking because a DUI is serious. Um, now we're mitigating by A, being honest, but B, showing the government, this is how I am correcting the error of judgment and the error of you know, a set of circumstances and ensuring that that error will never occur again, or at least to the best of my ability. Again, especially if you're an aerospace engineer or a rocket scientist, mm -hmm. you're probably <laughs> very caught up on those specific instances, but fail to get into the details of it. And you do have a you do have an area where you can put additional comments on your SF-86. Mm -hmm. I think some people think that makes their situation look worse because they're like, well, I don't have a problem. Again, I was mm -hmm. just, I just tried it. It was in the course of events. Coming from the government standpoint where any use is considered illegal use, they maybe Correct. should be contacting someone like you, contacting someone with experience in this area to say, how can you help me make the case and include that kind of language on my SF-86? So it's clear that this is four times, may seem like a lot to a government adjudicator, mm -hmm. depending on the agency, because that's another thing too. The criteria for getting a security clearance are the same, but each agency has its own kind of level of tolerance based on their adjudicators, because there is some, there is a human element to that process. And you're going to have probably an easier time with four times of drug use getting a job at you know, the State Department than you would with the CIA or one of the three-letter agencies. Absolutely so. correct. I mean, anything that's involved in high-level national security, where NSA, DIA, CIA, you know, any of those kind of three-letter agencies, FBI, really serious knee-jerk reaction to any kind of substance use at all, experimentation or otherwise. And you're right, there is a place to, you know, in, in the SF-86 to explain. And it should be, I think, an individual who is applying if they, in my industry, we use an 18 to 20 month time frame of abstinence as a marker 
that an individual, if they have remained abstinent from anywhere between 18 to 24 months, so up to two years, the probability is that that individual, given a commitment, will continue to be abstinent. So we use that as, as sort of the marker of success. So if an individual is applying for a security clearance position and they have not used in roughly 18 to 24 months, then there's a good shot that if they fill that area out as explaining, look, I used this five years ago, it was only two times and the amount used was only one hit, two hit, whatever, you know, half a bowl, however, and then if it can be calculated into the gram, and you can go online, there are excellent sites where you can actually calculate how much is in a bowl, an average bowl of marijuana or an average joint, you know, and if you took one puff or two. And if that information is included, at least one is on the record for having stated very clearly that the use was XYZ years ago, I have not used within the 18 to 24 months or more period of time and do not intend on using. It was an experimentation. It was a one-off, you know, and have no interest uh, and will never use again. Then at least we're on record. And if, however, it bounces back, yes, absolutely. We need to go to a professional, seek out someone who knows how to do these evaluations and to really be able to run them in, in, in such a way as to ask the appropriate questions and to get the appropriate answers without skewing, if you will. So uh, for instance, I use very objective criteria and I cannot personally skew anything when I ask an individual or run an individual through an evaluation. So you have to be very careful of who you choose because you want to be able to be sure that your answers and the evaluation uh, results um, will stand in a hearing. Yeah.